0: Everybody, welcome to the Loot Bros Podcast. I'm your host, Resident Daryl, and this week it's just me and the bearded nerd. What's up, brother? What's going on, man? Man, a lot is going on, actually. Actually, Yeah, there's there's a lot of stuff going on. Um, been a busy, busy week, you know, and and not busy because I've been gaming, which is very sad. Um, but before we get into all of the rigmarole and the business, I have an ice cold drink here that really, really needs to be cracked open. <laughs> so I was uh I was trying to um you know hold out and and cut back on some of the caffeines instead of a twelve caffeinated drinks. So I only had eleven. So <clears throat> all right. We're gonna start this one off early into the show for all the BS. Um this week's toast is gonna go out to our Patreon producers. Uh our current Patreon producers are uh The T-Bird, I almost, for whatever reason, I couldn't, uh, like, it was on the tongue, on the tip of my tongue, El Presidente, and it just wouldn't come out, so I just had like a a buffering for just a second there, so we have the T-Bird, we got Redbeard Rick, we got My Name is Effing Mayo, those are our Patreon producers, thank you guys so much for all that you do, Uh, I took my kids to their first concert ever last night, Zach, Uh, it was was a blast, It was so much fun, like so incredibly fun. It was awesome. Uh, so, that is like a big thing I want to toast to because I'm riding a high, I hadn't been to a concert in a couple of years, and it was so much fun. It was such a good time. So, this week, we also got uh crazy amount of games. We got Horizon, Forbidden West is out. We got Elden Ring coming out with perfect scores. I mean, just crazy high Metacritic score. Uh, I mean, there's just so much going on, dude. So much good stuff. So,
1: and then I would like to toast to uh, slightly achieving one of uh, my gaming goals for the year. I finally made it to platinum last night on Apex, which is my first time I've done that in twelve seasons. So
0: there you go. That's what's up.
2: Hmm. How's going? Didn't, didn't, cool. didn't uh, choke on it. That's pretty good. Uh, all right. So
0: Zach, I told you before, it's been very busy. Ton of stuff going on. Uh I've been finishing up my studies. I'm actually joining a supplemental class, like a study group, essentially, kind of thing. So I've got a study sesh tomorrow as the time of recording. Um we've like i said I took my kids to a concert so it just so happened to fall right before my birthday so it was kind of like a really good time to uh break away and you know from studying or whatever and it was like we're going to go out as a family and i was going to take the kids you know regardless and it just was kind of like oh we'll tie this into like birthday festivities to kind of give me a uh, almost like an excuse to get out of other things So not that I didn't not that I wanted to be antisocial, you know what I'm saying, for my birthday, but it's like I'm really, really, really want to pass this test and pass it well. So I'm trying to do as little as possible when it comes to actually, you know, being out of the house. So I've got things I've committed to, got things I have to do, and work has been an absolute cluster the past couple weeks. So been trying to, you know, make time for everybody. So it took the kids to their first ever concert. Uh, Zach, did you ever get to go to Winter Jam when you were here or actually uh, where I you're at?
1: Uh, no, I haven't. Um, but ironically enough, Skillet was my my first ever concert. As <laughs> oh, that's well. awesome. It was uh, Creed, Skillet, and
0: Theft right after they got back. Oh, wow, dude. Yeah, that's awesome. Yeah, I've seen Creed uh, as well. And they were really freaking good live. <laughs> yeah, but. they were. Yeah, like a lot of people like to like the hammer on you know creed and, and talk junk, but like man, I'm telling you, Mark is a freaking beast on the guitar, and you know they're a good live, they're a really good live. But uh, so I we t- this is I think I was doing the math, this is my third or fourth time seeing Skillet. Uh, I couldn't a hundred percent remember, but Skillet is always so freaking good live. Like they are, their energy is great, their stage performance is great. I mean, just, like, what they bring to the table. Like, they had a, a drum riser, so, like, Jen's drums spun around, and, like, they had these platforms that would go up and down. They had fireworks. They had pyro. They had explosions. Like, it was just cool. You know what I'm saying? It was a cool freaking show. And, uh, you know, they're, obviously, they they sound amazing, but, dude, they were so heavy last night. Like, I listen to Skill on a regular basis. My kids... Like Spotify playlists have skillet like every single night. I kid you not, dude. You're going to hear a skillet song in our house. And uh, that's what my kids listen to before they go to bed and have for years. Now, granted, there's other stuff on there, but it's like the song Resistance seems in invincible. This <laughs> in to play like every night in some capacity while we're doing bedtime routine. And so, like, you know, I've been uh, on this like anti going to shows kick for several years. Uh, because it really gets me, it gets me like crazy amped up and um, and uh, like I want to play, you know, I want to go yeah. be in a band and play shows and I don't like feeling that way because it's not just up to me, you know, and it's, it's kind of frustrating. So like I find myself going to concerts and coming back from them almost a little depressed because it's like. I want to do that. I don't want to just watch it. You know, like what going to shows isn't well, as fun as playing shows. So uh, for years now, several years, I haven't actually been going to any of the shows. My wife keeps asking, she's like, babe, hey, when are you going to take me to another show? When are you going to take me to a show? And I've just been like, yeah, we'll go, you know, when something comes around. And then, of course, COVID has kind of shut down a ton of the touring. You know, we're yeah. getting a lot of stuff now, uh, but for a little while there, things were shut down. And I haven't been a part of like a youth ministry in several years either. So I haven't had like a youth group to take to winter jam every year. So this year I saw the advertisement, the skill, it was headlined at winter jam again. And I'm like, oh yeah, we're going to go to that. Sure enough. I told the kids we were going, I didn't tell them until recently and dude, they were so hyped. So we got there and I expected some of the performances to be good and winter jam if you guys are listening and you're in the states winter jam is like a a 40 city tour that um a lot of the bigger christian you know say music and artists will do uh they partner with like uh um i think whether you, this year was compromise i think it was compromise uh like uh, child adoption I mean, you kind of sponsor kids overseas and for you know provide meals and things like that um they have various little like you know groups and stuff they partner with and they and it's always kind of like the same setup you know it's like you have some of your lesser known poppy artists at the in the beginning you'll have like a rap you know like a rapper or a rap group um you'll have like uh new song is one of the big tour sponsors so they tend to like you know cover your more like alternative rock with a little bit of country a little bit of jazz influence you know. Like every year they kind of change up their performance but and then you'll have some sort of like uh pop and alternative artists. and then you might have one rock band sometimes you know a big band like skill little headline, but for the most part, the rock is a little you know you know you might have one of those you don't usually have two um and there's usually not a ton of it you know you the type of crowds that this event tracks isn't exactly like your straight up metalheads and things like what we're used to so uh so I've always gone, but I've never, like, I say always gone. I you know For years, I went for years and years and years. but I didn't really look forward to it like I did this year. This year, I haven't been in several years. I've been to Winter Jam specifically in several years. And my this is my kid's first concert. So, like, we were amped, dude. We were, like, jacked. Like, I was at work yesterday. Or, yeah, was it yesterday? Yeah, yesterday. Friday is the time of recording. And I was like, man, I cannot wait to get out of here and just get the family. Let's go. Work has sucked major butthole, like, for the past couple (laughs) weeks. It's been real bad. My turnover rate's been really high. Like, my production's been really low. And I'm the production manager of the facility. And I'm, you know, doing a lot of your basic entry-level position work because that's where the need is. So I've just been stretched and frustrated. And on top of I'm getting closer and closer to my exam. And it's been, you know the normal frustrations for people who are doing, you know, normal things, I guess, working and any other, whatever. Also soccer started back up. So it's been like, we've had soccer practice and I'm coaching two teams. And, um, yeah, I don't know. It's, it's a lot, It's a lot going on. So I was like, man, I just need this. I need to get to this show and go. And dude, Zach, I'm telling you, man, like it was not a disappointment at all. Like, have you ever heard of the rap artist KB? No, I did see you uh, post something about it yesterday. I, I posted a video. If you go to my Facebook and watch it, um, it's not like indicative of the entire set that he played. And he is associated with like guys like Lecrae, Trip Lee, Tadashi, uh, some of these like rap and hip hop artists that I'm like really, really, af- or at least at certain times in their careers, I was a big fan of. And like KB was kind of like loosely associated with them. He would do a couple songs with them here and there, but he was like a lesser known of those artists when I was really heavy into them, right? Um, and so, like going into the show, I'm like, here's the lineup: um, like a couple do a couple of pop artists I've never heard of, a couple of contemporary artists I've never really heard of, new song that I've seen seriously like seven times, and I don't get too excited for. Skillet, which is a known quantity, but like that's the reason why we're going this year. Super stoked. And then KB, which I was like, yeah, you know what? That'll be good. It will, it will, he won't be bad. You know, Zach. Oh my gosh, dude. <laughs> it was so freaking good. This dude came out on stage and he had two platforms, right? He had two, like, not crazy huge platforms, but he had a drummer and he had a guy playing guitar. And the light show was real dark and those things going on. He came out and that dude started shredding and ripping on that guitar. And the bass was hitting. It was like making your chest shake. I'm like, Whoa, what is this? His opening track was a just hardcore, heavy riff, just driving rap rock song. Hmm. I was like, what? Like, what? It was so freaking good, dude. And like you guys know me, I'm like if you've listened to the show for any amount of time, I am a huge rap rock collaboration fan. I love when the two come together. Um our, the opening song for the Loot Bros podcast is a rap rock song that I, you know, wrote and got one of my rap artist friends to come on and and rap with, you because it is just I Love it! I love that style of music. I love when you have a ripping guitar and somebody flowing and just spitting like savagely fast, like the faster the better. So KB comes out, dude, and he basically just freaking knocked the walls down in that place. It was so freaking good, dude. It was so good, like it, it like it blew my mind. You know what I'm saying? And like, this is somebody who played 300 plus shows. I've shared the stage with hundreds of artists. We would do our own rap rock collaboration shows. We would have a rap artist rock band, rap artist rock band. I've collaborated with multiple rap artists on stage before. I have like, I'm no stranger to this stuff. And I've seen tons and tons of rap artists, seen tons of bands. Like I've seen, I went to, I went to saw Lent Biscuit, met them in and Redman tour together. You know what I'm saying? Like I've seen all different versions of this. This dude came out and blew my freaking mind. <laughs> like, it was so good. So, like, we had a blast last night, dude. Um, Keeping it relevant to games, they were giving away PS5s and Xbox Series X. So, there you go. For anyone who's listening to the show and he's like, oh, he's talking about music, not video games. <laughs> um, they were giving away consoles. All you had to do was text Game On to 303303. What? I just made that part up. Something. Um, <laughs> but they were giving away consoles. But, uh, dude, it was good. It was so freaking good. I was so refreshed and so amped. And then Skillet came out and freaking killed it. Like, you know, they just put on such an amazing performance. They had these platforms that would rise up and down. So, like, the guitar players would get on the platforms. Platforms would go way up in the air. The drums would get up over there and spin. They had these five different, like, or six different containers that would just shoot these giant flames out of them um they got on these platforms and rode around the arena like so like that's you know you're familiar with the song hero by skillet yes so like you know when jen ledger the the drummer she sings her parts and then john cooper sings his parts yep so so one of the stagehands came on and played drums and she got down and she actually had a mic and sang with him and then they jumped on the like these ends of the stage that were actually like on wheels and then they had people pushing them around the arena so they could go and shake hands around the arena with all the different, you know, fans and attendance and stuff. It was so good. My kids were jumping up and down and they were screaming, they were yelling, dude, like they were having the time of their life. It was such a good experience. So I say all that to say I was getting like super stressed and frustrated kind of going into this weekend. And this weekend and next weekend are my last two weekends before my test, you know? So, like, I got this is crunch time. This is it. I don't want to repeat that. I don't want to do this again. If I have to do it again, I will, but I don't want to. So, I was sitting there going, kind of going into this weekend, like, I've got all these podcasts I got I to do. Um, we got know uh, Patreon stuff coming up. I was like, man, I got all this crap I got to do um, for soccer. I got all this stuff for work. You know, I'm like super behind in my office. I'm like, man, I just, I don't know that I don't want to you know, do any of this because on top of it, all I got to study. And I was like, I needed to kind of get out and get like, you know, my mind right or whatever. And not to sound like overly dramatic, but like, you know how it is when you get really frustrated and you feel kind of deadlocked and stuff. It's like, I need to yeah. just get away for a minute. Oh my gosh. She went, went last night, man. The ki- kids had so much fun. My wife was having a blast. She was into it. You know, it was like, it was perfect. It was such a good family outing and then after the show i mean i saw my old bandmates there i saw freaking trey out there with his youth group i saw our original guitar player that me trey and this guy named justin we started ninja loot together he was there with his youth group um really funny story real quick in the middle of the story i'm going to break down tell you another story so like when the three of us get together me trey and justin you you just can't it's there's nothing It's so hard to be serious, you know, like, like seriousness is such a small part of our interactions together. And, um, so like he was there with his actual, he was, so Justin is, it was there with his daughter. I was taking Paxton to the bathroom. We crossed by each other and uh, we were talking a little bit of junk or whatever. And just, you know, being silly. And then he was getting his daughter ice cream. So then, you know, obviously we sell ice cream. Paxton need to get ice cream. So we we get ice cream. We go into the arena and that's when they have the guy come out. And they're like, hey, if you want to sponsor a child, this is how much it costs. Here's some testimony from different people who've sponsored children overseas. And they tell these really, really sad stories that really kind of make you in the moment or just want to give all your money away. Because these people really do have like very, you know, sad lives and they're making the best out of it. And here I am, this privileged fat white boy over here complaining about how busy I am with all the money I'm making. You know what I'm saying? So like, it really does kind of put things into perspective for a minute. <laughs> so Justin texts me and he was like, Hey, I just, uh, he was like, I just, um, sponsor one of those children, but I stole your credit card to do it. Hope you don't mind. And <laughs> they're like, Oh, by the way, if you sponsor a child, you get to go meet the singer of skillet. And, <laughs> and I was like, jokes on you. When we were in the line for ice cream, I scanned your wallet, stole your card. I just got three of these. uh I just, sub to three children under your name and uh, we were just having this big you know blast going back and forth so like (laughs) i I did get one of the packets you know what i'm saying to look at it and kind of see like what all it entails you know and all this stuff let my kids see it and read it because you know something like and you know this because you have a kid and even though your kid's young you'll understand more as they get older Like, they're super privileged. You know what I'm saying? Even in our worst financial times, like, what we're able to provide our children with is still, like, pretty hardcore, you know? In the grand scheme. And our toys, I mean, here we are, we're doing a podcast. You know what I'm saying? Like, we're not, (laughs) we got stuff. You know what I'm saying? Like, we got lots of stuff. We're, We're trying to do stuff with our stuff. You know what I'm saying? Like, and so, like, my kid's they've never experienced hardship you know what i'm saying like the hardest thing for them is having to buy a game themselves with the money they earned opposed to me just buying it for them you know that's a hard day at the ellisor house uh you know so like 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 we didn't buy horizon yet i said i wasn't gonna buy horizon until after i passed my test so my son was like well i guess i'll buy horizon then i told him it was you know 60 bucks he's like you know what i'll just wait for you to pass your test <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Spool rotten, because he knows right. he's going to get the game if he just waits. So, um, like, well,
1: Dad already told me I could. Uh, we are going to get it. Yeah. <laughs> do I really want to wait, or do I want to just buy it myself?
0: Yeah. Exactly. Exactly. Why spend my money when I can just wait for you to spend yours? So, so I got a little packet, you know, and I, I let my kids read it. They read the little girl's story, and you know they're like really sad. You know, like oh my gosh, you know, we just watched this video of this dude. Who lives in a forty-eight square foot, you know, shed in the slums, and you know how he's doing, making the best out of his life, and you know, reached, he, he sent a video into his sponsor and all this stuff, thanking him for sponsoring him. It was, it was cool, you know. It's one of those things where I'm like, as a family, if we come together, and we look at this and we want to oh, get geez, involved. In it, yeah, there you go, and we want to get involved in like a charity or something like that, you know. Then, then, like, let's let's this is you know, let's look at it and see. But I kind of wanted to give them perspective, you know, because like we did Extra Life last year and my kids understand kids that are sick, you know, like being a part of Extra Life, especially in the video game industry is like a big, it's like a big deal, you know, that's what you do here. But my goddaughter, she had leukemia, you know, now granted she's, you know, uh, you recovered from it and all that stuff. But like, so my kids understand that like what it was like when she got diagnosed with leukemia and then a couple years of going through chemo and recovery, her losing all her hair. And then now, you know, like there's always these health scares. Something could happen. You know, they're always having her tested and stuff just to make sure everything's gone. So my kids like understand that. And when we do like March of Dimes charity or we do Extra Life charity and things like that, like they understand that like there's people that are sick and need help, but they've never understood there's people that are underprivileged and need help. So it was like a really cool time, you know. I had to get the packet and all that stuff and read it, and because you know, it was the kids, um, but then I took a screenshot of it and was like, "Hey, Justin, like this is your new <laughs> adopted daughter from overseas." I'm gonna go meet John Cooper now. I think just kind of like you know, leaning into the humor of the fact that I stole my friend's credit card. So, <clears throat> and then I bought video games with it. So, <laughs> 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 now real talk, I didn't steal it, but it was funny. So what's been going on with you, man? That was a, that was a long talk for me, but it was a really cool night. And, you know, a lot of cool experiences. Oh, one more thing, real quick before I go, um, my kids bought their first band merch. Um, oh. Uh, my son bought himself a t-shirt. My daughter bought herself a t-shirt, and my youngest bought himself a poster, and they bought it with their own money. So that was that's that
2: was
1: it was a good night. It sounds like it was a lot of fun. I can't wait to take my daughter to her first concert. It was really it's, good, dude. It's really good. Um, what's been going on with me? Okay. So I missed last Saturday. Unfortunately, um, my wife had just gotten out of the hospital the Friday evening before our show. And yeah. she, we, we had to take her in on Wednesday. So, um, she's got a really bad autoimmune disease that the doctors still, a hundred percent, 10% figured out yet. So, She sat in the hospital by herself because I would take care of her daughter. So it felt kind of bad. She really wanted to spend some time with me. And I was like, I'm sorry. I love you. Please don't hate me. And I had to bail out. Um, But the interview sounded like it went well. Everybody enjoyed it.
2: Um, Not a...
1: I don't... (sighs) Cutthroat doesn't seem like my style of comic book. I did read some of them. Mm-hmm. And and they're just a little, they're a little too, they're a little too too vulgar. And
0: uh, <laughs> I thought yeah, oh, they definitely, definitely a style. Yeah, it's it's it, it,
1: it. Don't get me wrong, the humor was there, the the comedy and stuff was there. Just a little too vulgar for me. Um, but outside of that, that's been the, about the only thing we had. Like I said, we had an uh, ice storm, snow storm, whatever you want to call it, a uh, big old winter storm come through recently this week. So. I've had the chance to play a little bit of games, um, okay. grinded out some apex. I actually um, started lost Ark as well. Cause uh, Mr. Matt G informed me that I hit the nail on the head. On our, uh, our last, last episode. When I said that the next game Amazon comes out with is going to be fantastic. Cause they learn from their mistakes and sure enough, um, they learn from their mistakes because this game is absolutely fantastic. I am actually playing it right now as we speak. That's what I got an achievement. Get those steam so
0: achievements. What exactly is a Lost World besides the Jurassic Park movie? Uh Lost Ark. Same thing. Um
1: it's an MMORPG. It's got a it's had a really solid storyline so far. Um very I mean, it's very like wow esque, where you you know, or actually, you no, know, I compare it more to Diablo. It's more of a top down, um, but it has like a like a Dynasty Warriors feel when you encounter uh, enemies, they're like hordes, um, and then you can use like combo attacks and stuff like that with your character, and it shows like all the damage pop up on screen and does like it's pretty. It's it's a lot of fun. It's it's like a it's like a a weird RPG um, Dynasty Warriors kind of kind of mix, and I'm. I'm Enjoying, get you, you get you get fancy mounts and everything, uh, obviously, you know, gear upgrades just like you would like, uh, like Diablo and uh, stuff like that, and just a main storyline quest, side quests, all that good stuff.
2: Hmm.
1: Um, the PVP is, is really good too. Um, I've watched quite a bit of that. I have a couple of friends that, that have done that do the PVP um, on a regular basis. Uh, that either the pvp looks really great they're actually bringing like a uh, a ranked pvp system to the game there are uh more dungeons that you can play afterwards to collect more gear uh rare gear it has a full trading system um so you can actually sell gear for for in-game currency and use that in-game currency to like level other characters and stuff like that so it's it, it it's they built a whole ecosystem in this game and it's not a disappointment
2: for sure Nope.
1: But I think that's, that's about cool. it. Yeah, that's about that's, that's that's pretty much the extent of what I've done in the past couple of weeks. I got back from vacation, which I kind of missed already. It's I been super it. cold here. It's been super cold here.
0: Yeah, it's I not cold to- here, man. It's like high 70s, low 80s like winter done come and gone in in South Carolina. Well
1: this week was weird. So like Monday it was 71 degrees out, nice bright and sunny and then Tuesday it was cloudy and windy and cold in like 40 and I'm like okay. And then the, and and then it started snowing and sleeting on Wednesday. I was like, "Really?" I was like, "I was just wearing a t-shirt on Monday. Why am I wearing a carhartt on Wednesday?"
0: Yeah, not here, man. It's been friggin' like you start the day off You know, like maybe wearing a light hoodie, (laughs) like a light hooded jacket, a zip up at best. And then like it's 30 degrees warmer by lunchtime. So it's just like, what's the point? I tell my kids every day, it's like, all right, uh, you know, put on short sleeves or maybe long sleeves and some shorts, grab you a jacket for the the brisk walk to the vehicle. But by the time we get to school, it's going to be totally manageable.
1: You leave the jacket in the car. We'll take care of it later
0: yep so as for me, what I've been playing, not much of anything all week has been uh sports work and studying uh played some dead by daylight last weekend um you know with the kids, and I will probably play some tonight. I've got crossfire x queued up like I want to try that game uh I hear that it's absolutely awful.
2: did so, you buy the uh did you buy the campaign? So, um, no,
1: I did not. I want to, but I hear it's only like an hour and a half long. Uh, yeah, that's still, that's still enough of a shoot. Uh, I mean, if you get to shoot for an hour and a half, I'd be happy with
0: that. Yeah. Yeah. So, um, which I think is really jacked, you know, like the, the game is a game pass game, but the, the single the player you have to pay, you for. have to pay for inside the game and you get a, dollar discount through game pass. Um, hey, $1 better than no dollars. Well, you know, the game's gotten like a four everywhere. So I'm going to buy it. A matter of fact, I might buy it right now as I'm on the, on the call with you, <laughs> but like, I'm only going to do it because it's a remedy game and I want to try it. So being that I'm so limited on time and hour it, it, right now might, might work for me. That might I'm be sorry. a good, that might be
1: a good, might be a good, and, get get a game out of your backlog. Cause it's yeah, there you
0: play. go. Yep. A nice investment. So, um, but yeah, outside of that, Dead by Daylight. Now, what I've been planning on doing, and I've been planning on it for a little while, is I think I'm going to get my boys together. And it might even be on this, you know, the next wave of Patreon content. Um, is to do a, I don't want to call it like a retrospective, but to do like a, Dying light, not dying light. Jeez, a dead by daylight conversation, and like almost like a breakdown on like how to actually play the game. Because we've been playing this game together for several weeks now, and I only play like I think I only, only played like two or three matches last week. Uh, but like it's one of those things to where it's 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 got its claws in me. Like I'm really enjoying it, and I don't know. I didn't enjoy it the first time I played it, you know, and it's one of those things that I think if more people, especially in our community knew that the game is actually enjoyable and kind of what to expect and how to get into it. Cause the game doesn't really explain anything to you and the, the text language that it uses to explain stuff in the game doesn't make a lot of sense, especially in the beginning. So I'm thinking about like doing like a, uh, like an i don't want to say like introspective but some sort of of conversation with my kids and explain how to dead by daylight essentially and uh, i think right. i might throw that in the patreon feed soon and again that might be one of the patreon tiers you know the one of the things coming up this month i i kind of want to sit down with them and talk about it because like, it's getting more and more interesting and it's one of those games that's like has like an interesting balance structure that like you can get really good on the game if you understand how to use the balance structure the perks um the different types of sacrifices they offer in the game as far as like like um tangible like little things you know like actual if i use this particular item with this particular killer or survivor i get a certain perk that will help me during this scenario kind of thing. And you know how like a multiplayer shooter, like an Apex or like a Rainbow Six Siege, like each operator has their own class and those classes you work well together and you know th- you need this class with this class and this class with this class and then you can do X, Y, and Z or you can, you know, you know, stop people from doing X, Y, and Z. Right. That's kinda of how Dead by Daylight is, but like on the surface it just looks like I'm a random person doing random tasks Try not to get killed. And then the more we play, the more I'm seeing that my kids understand the game, even though I've been playing it for several hours and still don't get it. So it's one of those things to where I would love to invite the community in to play with us. But I think a lot of people are turned off by A, the initial jank, and B, the lack of like understanding what it is we're doing. So. Um, anyways, it's kind of one of those things I think I'm going to, I'm going to try to throw together for our, our Patreon and just kind of see what the, what people think, you know, maybe, maybe people enjoy maybe they won't. I don't know. Right. Um, but yeah, that's how that man, like I'm gonna do some crossfire X tonight. Uh, I did one of my practice tests right before, um, we recorded tonight, I passed my practice test. I've got a big fat thick stack of a couple hundred flashcards that I've been working through. So I think I'm going to take tonight off, do some podcasting, some gaming, and then get right back on it in the morning. So uh, if you made it this far, 33 minutes into the show, this is the Loot Bros podcast. We talk gaming. We tell jokes. Um, We've been doing interviews this year. So we've been uh, bringing on various creators from all different types um, to bring on the show. Now, I will say that we have... Stepped a little bit out of the video games and we've done some comic book stuff. We have video game developers coming on next. Uh, we do have one more comic book um, uh, creator coming on, but this, these, these, this guy and his, uh, the, some of the guests he's bringing with him. They are also podcasters, things like that. Um, they're creating something that I think is really cool. We're going to talk with them. We've got a couple game devs lined up and then we're going to take a little bit of break from the interviews. Okay. Uh, we've gotten some feedback, you know some people have uh, really dug the interview. Some people really enjoy just the traditional show with the host um shooting the breeze and talking junk um and we've had we did a news specific episode got a little feedback on that one as well uh some people really dug it, some people get their news from other places and they prefer us to do the normal loop roast thing so um We don't want you guys to think we're just floundering around, but we are trying to stretch our legs and do some fun stuff and change it up a little bit. So um, with that being said, next week is going to be an interview show, um, and I will conduct that the same way I've been doing the shows. Essentially, you're going to get all the normal stuff, what we've been playing, leaderboards, and uh, the backlog beatdown in the beginning of the show, and then the end of the show, we end it with the interview. And then, like I said, we got two more after that one, and then we'll take a little bit of a break. So, what you think about all that, Zach? I am
1: looking forward to it. Yeah, it's, You know, it's kind of nice just to kind of get out of the normal group of things and for us to do something different. Because, you know, it may not get boring for you guys to listen to, but sometimes it does, like, us doing the same thing over and over and over again every week kind of gets boring for us. So we got to change it up.
0: None of that, but, like, I get, uh, as a, I'm a creative type, like, I like to be making things and doing things. And I get, like... And I get too. in my head about things, you know. I want to do something, so it's like, right, right now, all I want to do is play music. And uh, again, you? coming off, I'm fresh off of a show. I'm running that high, hard, and you know, we're supposed to be in the studio tomorrow with with Njalu. The past two studio sessions we've had have been canceled last minute. So, you know, this time it's like, all right, we have no, we have not been in the same room together in four months so it's time you know what i'm saying like i i got that itch <clears throat> and so i'm like ready to play you know i'm ready i'm ready to freaking throw down some riffs i want to hear i want to feel the freaking the, the drums and the bass in my chest you know what i'm saying i want my ears to ring for a couple hours after we after we jam we riff out some stuff you know i want to be in the same room with all with, with all my bandmates you know like i miss that i love that crap um but, you know, I love freaking comic books. So, like, I'm reading books. And I'm like, oh, my gosh. I just read four books the other day, uh, like, throughout the course of my breaks at work for two days. And I was like, man, this series is so freaking good. This would make such an amazing video game. Uh, the series is called Clear. And I don't know how many books are going to be in the series total. But I, I really did think about doing a bit of a deep dive slash review on those because the concept is so wild. Check this out, Zach. Um, there's a, um, I want to say like dystopian kind of world, but like, let's say we're in a cyberpunk S time frame. you know what I'm saying? Okay. And what is happening is people wear, um, like essentially contact lenses. Okay. And you can run a program called a shade. I believe it's what it's called where you can or a shader where it changes your environment to whatever you want it to be. So like let's say your favorite video game, right? You want to be an you want you want the world around you to look like Apex. So you put on an Apex shader. Um Let's say it's a Resident Evil, Silent Hill, you know, I'm saying something like that. You can put on a shader and then everything around you looks like what you want it to look like. So in the in the book, some people are like, I want things to look like they did back in the nineteen fifties when things were clean and wholesome, or the Western days, or I want things to look like, you know, what if World War Three didn't happen? kind of thing. Because I think in this particular time frame, there's like a, like a, like a great war kind of thing that happens gotcha. and dude, it's freaking wild. And, and the whole perspective of the book, and I say, when I say book, I mean, comic books, when, the whole perspective of the book is like, you're this detective who doesn't use any, um, shaders. He doesn't use, I, I don't, I feel like shader is the wrong terminology for some reason, um, I think it's called something else, but either way, you get the idea. He doesn't, he doesn't wear anything. He's looking at the world as it's dark and gray and grim and dilapidated as it is in real life. And like, it's such a cool concept because there's a certain point in time where this particular guy, he's going, he's doing, he's, you know, he's a detective. So he's doing kind of like this. He's on this case and he's like a detective for hire. Actually, he's, you know, not private investigator. Right, yeah, he's not like he's employed by the GCPD and he's, you know, hunting down, you know what I'm saying, Two-Face. Like, this dude's, like, you know, he's he's a vigilante, essentially. Um, But the dude, he gets, like, injected with this stuff that, like, makes you see different shaders, essentially. And w- when it does, there's, like, an action sequence. And then, like, half the page will be, like... Modern, like normal times. And then the other half will be like in a Western. So, like, let's say he's throwing a punch. What he sees is like half of his arm is normal. The other half is like he's wearing like gloves and like a trench coat and he's punching a cowboy, you know, because like his vision is being changed by these shaders that are like going so rapidly. And then, like, there'll be like one of the dudes is jumping out of a car towards him and the dude is a werewolf because his vision's changing. And it, it changes art styles and characters so much in this scene. I was like, oh my gosh, dude, that is such a freaking cool idea for a video game. Like, imagine you're playing a game right. and the art style completely changes. It's like a realistic, a photorealistic last of a style game. And then you go through a scenario to where everything is like crazy cell-shaded, but also in a different time frame, like an era. And then you know, something else happens, and then you're in like a Western just because that looked really cool as like a, you know, contrast to what's going on. And then everything's like a post apocalyptic wasteland. And then, oh crap, everything's in this alternate cyberpunk time, steampunk timeline kind of thing. It's just cool. It was such a really cool comic series, and it's written by one of my favorite artists. So, like, I mean, uh, one of my favorite writers. So, like, that's also a positive. I say all that to say, like, I start reading stuff like this and I'm like, Oh my gosh, I want to talk about it. You know, like I want to get on a show and I want someone to read this and to like have a conversation with me. Cause like, I feel like I just discovered this crazy cool thing that no one knows and no one knows about it, you know? So I'll tell you that whole long story as just to use an example (laughs) as to why, you know, it's like, Oh, why are they having, why is this, why is this video game podcast bringing on comic book creators? Because that's how my mind works. You know, that's where my head is. I'm like, I'm reading all this cool stuff over here. I'm like, I want to share this with people. Like, I want to talk to people who are invested in this, who are creating this kind of thing. Oh, wait, what's that? I know. I know a comic book creator is looking for a platform or someone to talk to. Please bring that junk over here. Let's talk. Oh, you've done some video game work too. Oh, convenient. That works perfect. You know, oh, what's that? You haven't done. You played a video game one time. It works <laughs> so like and there's another thing too like i haven't yeah. You know, so with with uh loot bros i haven't gone crazy you know what i'm saying like there's a there's a lot of things that i'm into that i don't really force onto the show you know right like the show is the show i try to let things be organic as possible and like uh the things that like that we do on the show they formed organically and i want to foster that and just let it ride you know like one of the biggest issues I used to have with the podcast was when we forced it, and it was like, oh, we got to do a news segment. Why do we got to do a news segment? Because everyone does a news segment. We're not a news outlet, though. We're not like YouTubers and streamers. We're nobody. We're just freaking random people who just bought microphones and started talking, you know, and hoping people would listen. So, like, I used to have a real issue. It's like, why, why, why who cares what we think about the news, you know? Like let's give the people who do listen an opportunity to write in and ask questions and shoot. Maybe they want to ask us our opinion. but for the most part, why do we think our opinion is valid enough to commentate on the news? Anyways, you know, like who cares what we think? Um, On top of that, like, why do we care what's happening? You know, like realistically, I mean, most of the things that people talk about, Don't even affect them, you know, or don't even or don't really even affect the general listener or definitely don't affect the general gamer, you know. So a lot of these shows kind of tread the same ground and you're hearing a bunch of people, armchair quarterback, a subject they don't really know anything about. And I get like really bored with that. You know what I'm saying? So like with with Lubros, it's kind of like, oh, we talk games. Maybe we'll tell a random story about how we farted at the urinal and it made somebody scoff at us you know like oh okay cool that's all organic and natural uh maybe someone will play a game where they uh make whoopee to a chair you know like okay cool (laughs) that's you know (laughs) that's it that's what we're gonna do that's gonna do you know but like there's so much stuff that i'm into that i don't ever like bring onto the show because in my mind personally it's like well that doesn't really matter i have to if i want to talk about music i have to force it you know but then there's opportunities where it comes up organically. And then I just want to go all in. Same thing with comics. And uh and and even talking with other podcasters, you know, like we brought on um YouTubers and things like that this this, this year. And it's like those things are relevant to our it, quote industry, you know, because they're talking about games and they're making content about games. But realistically, it was kind of like, you know, like well, let's just talk to some people who create things and we think it's cool. So, again, to kind of make full circle, sprinkled out throughout the year, I'm going to be bringing people on that may or may not be completely relevant to the show. But it's just because I want to talk to them. Um, and I hope that works for people. I hope that we have interesting enough conversation to where people are down for that and they don't just turn off the show because it's like, well, I don't have an interest in this because I'm hoping that maybe we'll come around to something that does interest you or at least makes you aware of something that's cool. So,
1: and I promise we won't talk about pizza for 30 minutes straight.
0: Oh no. Oh, you let, let me have a pizza cast. Let me have a pizza cast. I'll do that.
1: <laughs> you and tricky can do tricky talks. Tricky right, talks dude, let's do it.
0: We could. So me and Tricky have been talking about hanging out. We've been trying to schedule vacations and stuff to like get around each other. So um There's but too much he, snow where
1: he's at right now. He, he ain't gonna stop working.
0: Yeah, I know, right? So there's frozen pizza up there. <laughs> so um so yeah. So uh patrons, we have a Patreon, check it out. We have all kinds of cool content on there. Um we have you know lots of cool stuff coming. Some of the content might not be three hour long shows like it used to be, just because I'm trying to finish up school, but you know. Once I'm done, then it's game on, baby. Zach, you want to take us over to our the leaderboards? Um, leaderboards, yes.
1: I sure can. All right. So first, we got the true trophies leaderboard. We're going to swap it up this week. Uh, in first place, Affectatious Donk with 347 trophies, playing some grid legends. We got the chosen Sigal in second place with 39 trophies, playing Astro's Playroom. And our very own No Show Joe in third place, Mister tmnt TMNT84, T eighty four thirty two trophies playing some
0: Marvel's Guardians of the Galaxy. Dang! So, um, I want to give a shout out to CJ and his team, Top Trophy Hunters. Uh, they were on the G T T S C competition just like myself, uh, Gaz and um, MZ Nitro. Shout out to those guys. And the competition just ended. I think it ended last week. Or maybe it was Monday this week. I gotta be honest. I don't really remember. I had so much going on, but they lost, and it blew my mind because I hadn't checked it because we're not in it. But I just knew CJ and Ike Menzi and their team Cabal Love or something like that. Whatever the other guy's name is, those are some of the top. Those are some of the top in the world. Like they're gonna. They're going to ace this in the hole. And I've even heard um, CJ essentially explain on the YouTube show that we have. Uh, if you go to the Leap Bros podcast on YouTube, we have a show that uh, goes on there every so many weeks. Is this? It's very infrequent, but it is the top achievement hunters in Australia and every now and again they're bringing some other guys. Um, But they were on there talking about the G T task the Xbox version of the competition. And and CJ was very much like you can't beat my team in the trophy division because of the nature of how they play and the people on the team. Like, they were unbeatable. Like and he had me convinced like there's no way. Even if you d- could compete with them on a week-to-week basis, the amount of bonuses that they were, you know, uh, you know, unlocking, they could have bonus themselves to oblivion. And then they lost. And they lost pretty substantially. I know. I think they came in fifth place, but I'm not having in front of me, so I'm not 100 sure. But either way, I, so I re- reached out to him. I was like, "Dang, dude, that's crazy! I can't believe that." Like, I'm like literally shocked. <laughs> I'm like, "How did that happen?" He goes, "Man, they brought it." You know? So shout out to um, shout out to CJ. Uh, good job, man! Like that was that was you know throwing some killer points out there. You guys were it was mind blowing to watch. Like I just I, I couldn't even you know they were playing big, heavy, legit games busting out huge platinums, also knocking out all the spam and maintaining their places on the leaderboard. It was pretty freaking impressive, man. And you can't just do, like, even if you have all the time in the world, you can't just knock that stuff out. Like, you have to be smart about what you pick. Like, everything that these guys, like, played spam-wise, and I'm saying spam in quotes, like, cost you points the following week. You know, so, for example, um, a new spam game, Zippy the Circle 11 comes out today and you get the platinum trophy in it in three minutes, you know, and that's like, uh, you know, however many points, a couple thousand points, 2000 points, 1835 points, whatever it actually ends up being at the time you complete it. But then everyone else on the leaderboards plays it and everyone else in the competition plays it. Then that brings the score down. So next week, you start the week off in a negative because you lose points from Trophy Decay. So those guys were not only maintaining their place in the actual live leaderboards that were outside of the competition, but then they were also getting enough points to make up for the points they were losing week after week. I hope I explained that well, because seeing it in action, like where it's like, oh, I got... 3,000 points this week. And then next week, I started off on a Tuesday, a Monday or Tuesday, with negative 300. I'm like, how am I going to get those points back? You know, I had to play, I had to platinum Sims freaking four to get 500 points, you know? (laughs) And like now, I'm like an entire platinum, platinum game in the hole because everybody played the same game I did. So it's pretty interesting. It's pretty cool to watch. Um, I'm going to have Gaz on the show uh, sometime later in March. And we're gonna do kind of like a uh, full breakdown on the on the GTSC, especially now it's over. Um, probably it might even have MZ on there. I haven't asked him, so we'll see. But I know Gaz and I have been talking about doing like a recap and and kind of explaining how the event worked, and then kind of maybe even talking about preparing for next year. Because I want I wouldn't mind putting my exact team back together, and now that we understand how to play the game, maybe go into it a little more prepared this coming year. Sorry, man. You can continue. Oh, you're fine. All
1: right. So this week, the True Achievements leaderboard was popping with points. So in first place, we got Mr. Sony Pony to you with fourteen thousand nine hundred achievement Dang. points. Dang. Last game he uh he was playing was Explosive Candy World. In second place, we got SADEC with five thousand two hundred and eighty one achievement points. Uh, last game he was playing was Reactor X. And then in third place, I'm styling on ya, bro, with 555 achievement points playing Yakuza like a drag.
0: There you go. There you go.
1: And then I knew I had some points. I just had to sink my stuff because I'm terrible and fired. But I got fourth place because I suck, but I only had 175 achievement points.
0: Hey, 175 is more than I got. <laughs> yeah, you got you got zero, and the last thing you played was Crisis. Which I played that like two weeks ago. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it's crazy, man. Like I just, yeah, it's, I mean, I haven't even been taking my Vita to work with me. Um, I've, I've been trying to uh, make sure that when I'm at work, so I, I, um, and this might be helpful to anyone who's listening. I don't know. I found an app that will read PDF documents to you. And it's called uh
2: peach and
0: there's another one called speechify but essentially you can import a pdf document and it will like read the robot voice read it to you um but it'll read the documents to you so what i've been doing is i've imported my notes and study guides and things like that and i've been listening to them while i'm working or listening to them on my breaks and stuff while I'm eating and whatever, trying to just like soak in all of the mortgage knowledge I can possibly soak in, you know? And, um, I've been doing that on my breaks instead of playing my Vita or playing my Xboxes in my office or, uh, you know, whatever. So even when I'm home, I haven't been, you know, I haven't even been AFK, like just, you know, using my controller on fighting games. (laughs) I've just been straight, strictly like get over here, get to studying, get to practice tests, get to working. So it's definitely cost me. I don't know. uh, I don't know how much longer I can do this, Zach. I haven't popped any trophies or achievements (laughs) in so long.
1: (laughs) I'm hurt. I'm hurt. Please help.
0: That's right. (laughs) I got the itch. So it's funny too. Shout out to Tricky for my birthday today. Uh, He, he, he texted me about a, um, about one of the spam games getting a PS five um upgrade with a separate trivia list. And I'm like, I, I can't I can't play that. <laughs> He's like, come on, man, treat yourself to a uh treat yourself to a, uh, a spam game for your birthday. I'm like, you son of a bee. You're here trying to trying to trick me. Oh tricky. son! all right, backlog beat down it is refreshing. Here we go. In first place, CJ with 33 points. Second place, uh, Diego, 27 points. Third place, Resident Daryl, 25 points. Uh, then we got Gareth with 24, JT with 22, Redbeard Rick with 19, uh, Joe, no show Joe, uh, with 16. We got Alex and Corey tied with nine. Uh, then we got, I'm stalling on you, bro, No, the Builder, and uh the bearded nerd with eight, Jared and Tricky with seven, uh, Homer and Yield, the Brothers of Destruction, still tied with six. We got MZ with five. We got James the Nerd with four, James McCall with three, tie with T Bird with three, and then everyone else is rocking in the uh, in the deuces. We got uh Jim, we got Game Squad, Kali, Levi, and Spider Packs. So all my kids have been playing like multiplayer games with no ending so they're not doing so hot this year Fortnite has a pve mode they could do that yeah well, um that's funny actually we just bought that for, for paxton so that he and i can play it together so that's one of those games i always want to finish but
1: and it wasn't my cup
2: of
0: tea when i played it and what it, it really wasn't mine either but it's kind of like I don't know. For whatever reason, I want to I give it a shot. I think there's some charm there. I'm just not sure that I get it, that I understand it, you know? Right. So, um, we did not have many community questions. And part of that is, I appreciate you putting something out there, Zach, but I wasn't exactly sure how this week was going to shape up. You know? So, I was like, I don't know. I might be stuck recording something, you know, at home and during like an off time. Right. so I wasn't wasn't 100% sure, but you did put something out there, and we did uh, get a write-in from Matt G. Much appreciated, brother. Uh, And Matt writes in and says, happy birthday, Daryl. Thank you. I appreciate it. 37, never looked so good. In case you're wondering. uh, What's the best video game birthday present each Loot Bro has ever gotten? Uh, Zach, do you want to start this one off?
1: Um... Birthday present?
0: Yes. Video uh, game.
1: Video game birthday, present. birthday yeah. present. Yeah. Okay. Uh so best one in terms of video games that I got was when I was how old was I? I was I wanna say I was like eleven, eleven or twelve. I got the the new SmackDown versus Raw twenty ten. And oh, that yeah. was the that was the first year that they featured ECW in it. And that was like the only that was the first time I'd ever gotten like a brand new game that okay. just that had that had just come out recently. So like my parents were like sixty dollars. I'll never I'll never spend this on a game ever again.
2: Yeah, yeah, that's a good one. Um,
0: so a couple two things popped in my head uh, for video game centric like birthday gifts. Uh, both of them were my wife. Um, and both of them were. Um, unexpected, I guess you'd say. So the first one would be, is, you remember when uh, before GameStop balled up everybody and they were, there was a Rhino Games?
1: Yeah, yeah. Okay. There was a Rhino, Rhino and EB games. Yeah, you had Rhino,
0: you had EB, you had Funko Land. Yep. And, and so there, there was some cool stores back then, but Rhino specifically would carry retro games as well. And there used to be a Rhino Games right off of number one highway in West Columbia. Yep. And my wife and I were out, just kind of out and about. And this is right after the 360 first came out. And we were uh, walking through the Rhino games and I saw the Xbox 360 um, Dead Rising. So I was like, oh man, that looks really cool. You know, It's a Capcom-made game. Uh, it's got zombies in it. And at the time, I wasn't like a huge gamer. Like, there was a period from, you know, graduating high school to, you know, ending the time with Ninja Loot that I was like, I played games. And I played pretty regular, but, like, wasn't some huge gamer that bought everything. I was more so, like, I'd get a couple games, and that's what I played. Um, you know, like, Halo, Gears, Resident Evil 5, um, Rainbow Six Vegas, and Vegas 2. Those were, like, huge games that me and the guys played, like, all the time. And I played a bunch of PSP stuff because I'd be on the road, but even when I traveled, I kept a 360 in my suitcase. So like, I wasn't like playing everything under the sun. I was just playing a select few things a bunch, and then of course, whatever wrestling game came out that year. Yep. But uh, so we go in there. My wife's like, "Oh man, you want that? You know, your it's your birthday, or it might have been like the day after. I don't. I don't even remember. It was a birthday present. Whatever it ended up being." And I was like, I don't know. That's you know, that's sixty dollars. You know, games had just gone up ten bucks. You know, yeah, it used to be games for forty nine dollars for that particular time. And I was like, I don't know, sixty. <clears throat> excuse me, sixty dollars. That's a lot. And she was like, I don't care. And so she grabbed it because she saw I was interested in it, and she got me that Rising, and I had a blast with that game. And uh, at the time, I had a twenty seven inch tube TV. On a dresser in her apartment. And so when I would come over to visit her and I'd hang out over there, I would put in a, a game and while she's studying, I would play wrestling and just talk to her. Or uh we played through Condemned together. You remember Condemned on Xbox 360?
1: No, does not
0: Ooh. bring a bell. Okay. So it was a early, you know, 360 title, but it was a first person horror game. Um a little bit on the psychological horror side it was cool. And I don't know that horror is the only genre it would fit, but it was very much like, you know, there's killers. uh, You're kind of hallucinating a little bit, seeing a bunch of dead crows. Like it was, it was a really cool, interesting game. And so, but she was very adamant about like, don't play this game unless I'm watching it with you. Cause she basically would just watch it. Like it was a movie. So uh, I played condemn over there. uh, Smackdown versus raw 2007. And then lots of Gears of War. So it was, you know, getting a different game was pretty cool. Um, So she got me Dead Rising and I thoroughly enjoyed it. But but essentially what I would do is I would sit in her apartment while she was studying and working on her nursing stuff. And I would just kill zombies. I didn't actually ever beat that game. I just played it and killed stuff. Like I (laughs) killed zombies, kill zombies. I would go get random weapons out of the stores. I would get in a vehicle and just drive over in zombies or whatever and uh had a good time. the other one would be um oh gosh early xbox one generation uh I had the playstation um PlayStation four and I really loved it i got i had completely gotten out of all the xbox stuff I had several xbox consoles give me the red ring of death and Towards the, I'd say 2012 ish, I had really gotten into like producing music, like writing music, writing tracks. I had um, a room set up over our garage in the place we had at the time, and mm-hmm. that was kind of like my studio area. I recorded a couple country, rap artists. Uh, I've, I recorded some you know bands. I would record lots of my own stuff. Uh, matter of fact, that's where I wrote the The theme song for the Loot Bros podcast. And as a matter of fact, I wrote it and recorded it and had my drummer you know, do the drums at his studio. All that was done in 2013, instrumentally. Uh, I sat on the song for a while before I got vocals put on it. And then even then, I sat on the song for years before we ever put it to any real use. So that's how old this theme song is for this podcast. But I got into, you know, producing music. And so I was really not playing a lot of video games. Uh I would I, as a matter of fact, that was the first point in time my Xbox Live had ever lapsed. I had ever just let it turn off. And uh so I'd gotten out of the Xbox completely. But right about, I don't know, 2012 ish, I got a PS3 and I got really big into the PlayStation exclusive games that I had missed up that point. This is kind of the turning point where I really got focused on gaming. And uh so <clears throat> Fast forward up a little bit to the Xbox coming out because I was so burnt on the Xbox three sixties breaking on me and things happening. And I had gotten into the PlayStation ecosystem a year or two prior. I went straight PlayStation for PS4. So, you know, I'm sitting in the house and I don't remember, I don't have a clue how it happened, but for my birthday, my wife brought it. You remember when Assassin's Creed? Um, oh gosh, what was the multiplayer Assassin's Creed that came out really broken? Unity, Unity. Remember when Unity came out? I there was an Xbox One bundle, and it, the only thing it came with was Unity. Like it was just an Xbox One with the, um, the the Unity characters on it or whatever. Yeah. Well, she yeah, was like
1: a little shadow outline
0: of them or whatever. Yeah, she bought a bundle off of somebody. That was the Xbox one with um, Assassin's Creed and um, Call of Duty Ghost. So that is where I played Call of Duty Ghost first. And it was funny because this was at the end of February for my birthday. But that same month. And I don't think I'm getting my times mixed up, but I could be. Because I, I remember them being side by side, all, side by side on my desk. Uh, but I had just gotten the Order eighteen eighty six, so I think this is two thousand fifteen, if I'm not mistaken. Um, I had played Order to, uh, the Order eighteen eighty six. She had picked me up the collector's edition, you know, for Valentine's Day. Is when it was, it, I already had a pre order. She just went and paid it off.
1: She picked but you up big schlongs for your Valentine's
2: she day. Got
0: me, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> she got me werewolf weenies <laughs> for, <laughs> for Valentine's, but uh, so. In my memory, those two things happened in the same month. I could be incorrect, but um yeah, she picked me up Xbox One with a couple games, and one of them in Call of Duty Ghost, and I thoroughly enjoyed it. Now, uh to kind of put a pin in that, I got the launch edition Xbox One. The 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 one that said day one across the Connect. It had day one across the console and it had it on the controller. Yep. I was one of those. I actually when we had officially like landed the plane on Ninja, Loot. we weren't doing Ninja Loot anymore. Uh, this is 2013-ish or whatever. I actually sold a guitar and my amp and everything, and some of the gear was like a trade. I don't remember it, I, it was. I know it was partially cash, two Nintendo 3ds X three uh, 3ds XLs, and the day one Xbox One. So. But my day one Xbox One had so many problems um desyncing controllers. It didn't matter. I mean, I went to I went and bought multiple controllers, whatever. It, I just wouldn't I couldn't keep them hooked up. You know, they just would, would totally just completely lose the you know connection to the console. I troubleshot it and all that stuff or whatever. So I ended up getting rid of it. So, you know, tackle that on top of my already previously red ring of death experience. I had taken some time off of Xbox. And she come across a deal, picked it all up for me, and it was a good experience. So, I've had Xboxes in the house ever since, all because of Call of Duty: Ghost. Still hasn't realized what spear console is. Um, I do. It's called PS Five. I have negative Ghost Rider. Uh, how's your PS Five working for you? Which PS Five? Oh, exactly. Oh, yeah, yeah. So, so you're saying you can't, co- you can't actually compare. Oh, okay. Yep. Yep. Oh, crazy. <laughs> Yeah, no, nah, man. Um, I've have uh, had Xboxes, and I'll always have it. I mean, I've got Xbox on in front of me. I mean, I'm not playing it, but it's downloading stuff. So I'm playing it right now. Well, I'm gonna try. I'm gonna try and play it, and I'm gonna bring you guys my review of Crossfire X. Let's hope uh, it's uh, more than a four.
1: <laughs> we'll, we'll see. Hopefully, we're gonna be uh, we're gonna be getting. Getting to looking at houses here in the next couple of weeks, and then uh, I might treat myself to uh, to uh, the new WWE game as well.
2: There you go. So,
0: I
1: don't not, know. El- Elden-, Elden Ring looks fantastic, by the way.
0: Well, that's what I was going to do. Uh, I guess for our for this week's official topic, um, I was going to ask you kind of what you thought about Elden Ring getting all those freaking tens, man. Like, did you read some of those reviews? The game looks fantastic. I haven't read anything,
1: but I've watched a couple of people on Twitch play the game and the game itself just looks great. Um I'm I uh, they're they're talking about putting a PVP in that game, like PVP in a Soulsborne game, like yes, please. Uh, if it's any if it's like a Fur Honor type PVP, that'd be really dope.
0: Now, are they talking about like the game invasion modes like they've had in the past or
1: um, I, I'm not 100% sure. I, I, there's been just a little bit of talk about it, so I'm sure we'll hear, hear more here soon, very, very soon. I
0: thought that was pretty interesting. And, you know, I had I had thought about doing one of our typical, like, reading Steam reviews and reading the uh, Metacritic reviews or whatever. I was actually planning on doing that for Crossfire X. So originally, when I thought about um this particular week's episode, I was like, oh, my gosh, Crossfire X just came out and bombed. Like, straight bombshell. So, like, the last time we recorded together, two weeks ago, you were playing the multiplayer. Yep. And the single player <clears throat> um, didn't launch with the game. Well, it did, but you had to pay for it. And we kind of, like, glossed over that. I don't even know if we actually mentioned on the show. But I was like, oh, my gosh, what a freaking crock of trash. Like, Xbox it announced this game and made it out like this is a big thing coming. And then we've seen zero marketing for it. And then all of a sudden it's just here. And not only is it here, but like it's kind of jank online, a lot of bad reviews about how bad it plays. Then there's nothing going on with the campaign. And then you have to pay for it separate, all this stuff. So I started reading more and more about it. And I saw how the reason why Xbox hadn't been talking about this game is because it's supposedly trash. And everything in the world is wrong with it. So then some of the reviewers uh, that I followed, they started dogging on this game real bad. And I was like, oh, man, I really want to play it now. <laughs> like, this, this is sounds like it's absolutely awful, and I have to know. Like, I got to play it. And so here I am. I brought my Xbox up here. I'm downloading the game. Well, I've already got the game now. I'm downloading the campaign now because it doesn't download with the game. My turd. Uh. So initially I was thinking, okay, I'll pitch this week's episode as let's read this, this, the Metacritic reviews because there's so many of them and they're so bad. Like I was reading them and I was laughing. I was like, oh my gosh, like <laughs> this is going to be awesome. But a lot of them were that there's no Russian, um, like translation of the game, like there's no Russian, uh, um, like lo- localization, like, apparently that's a huge deal. Now, like uh, lots and lots of the Metacritic reviews said the same thing. That there's no Russian VO and stuff like that. But so I was going to make a big joke about it. And, you know, I was going to pitch it as like, okay, we're going to dump on this game. Hopefully by then I'll have time to play it. And then we'll talk about how like there's no Russian VO, but then Russia invades Ukraine. And I'm like, eh, I don't know. I don't know that I want to like, you know, Make jokes about stuff. And, you know, I was going to do this whole Russian bit, but I mean, now it's not funny anymore because those douchebags are invading Ukraine. So I just yeah. let it die. <laughs> and then Elden Ring comes out with the polar opposite. This game's getting dumped on, getting threes and fours. And then Elden Ring comes out with freaking tens almost everywhere. And I'm like, oh, good Lord. So, so what, what do you think is going on, man? We're like, we got some great games coming out. We got obviously Horizon. Yeah, Grand Turismo getting ready to come out. Like, where do you stand with all these games? Um,
1: looking forward to th- this year honestly, this year hasn't been bad at all. Like, no. This this game aside, this year has been pretty fantastic already for game releases. Elden Ring's been fantastic so far uh, according to everybody. Um, you know, Horizon Forbidden West everybody's looking forward to. That's all tricky he's been playing uh since it came out. He's uh literally he was playing it at work the other night. When he hopped into my stream. He was like he's like, yeah. yeah. He's like, uh, yep. He's like, I'm he's like, I'm dropping you a host, I'm going back to playing horizon. I was like, okay, have fun. Thanks for coming <laughs> by." Um and then Lost Ark has gotten phenomenal reviews as well. Uh what else have we had come out this year?
0: So I was just kind of flipping through um Metacritic, right? <clears throat> right. And uh so you had Elden Ring. Elden Ring has a ninety seven on Metacritic. That's really freaking good, dude. Um that game Martha is dead came out two days ago. Uh that one okay. that has the uh the, the censorship issue going on. Right. Um I so I didn't watch the video, but I did kind of read up on like what's what was censored and what's not. And apparently it was more of well, I, I read or there's three things that I read that were Sent, quote, censored out, right? So on PlayStation, they just took the agency out of this mutilation um, scene. Not saying, again, not justifying censorship in any way, because I've already stated how I feel about that. But instead of just like having the opportunity to interact with cutting someone's face off, they just made it a cut scene instead of an interactable part. Um, apparently, there's another section where you dissect a woman's womb. And instead of making that interactable and giving player agency, they it's a it's a cutscene. Again, only on PlayStation. Oh, okay. And then there's some references uh to masturbation in a church. And I don't know if they mean like it they mentioned it while standing in a church, or if the person mentions masturbating in a church like like properly, like that that's like the intent. But apparently that was removed on the PlayStation side. Okay. Um, and, but, it, but then again, on the Xbox side, those things still exist. And again, they're almost identical, uh, with the exception of player agency, you can't actually play as those parts. And again, like I said on the show before, those don't appeal to me. I, I don't know that I would care either way about doing or hearing any of that, but, um, the game, so i mean on Metacritic, it's got a 70. So, which is kind of where I expected it to fall even without the censorship stuff honestly, I think the censorship probably gave this game a boost and put it on people's radar. Uh, because I don't know that there's been any real marketing about it that like suggests that this game is worth checking out anyways. Now, somebody like me, who's a first person horror fan or horror fan in general, like, well, this one's technically labeled as a psychological thriller, but this, this lines up with my sensibilities and what I'm interested in. So I was going to check it out anyways. Uh, but I've got I'm in these horror groups that like everyone's been on this game since all the censorship stuff came out, right? So now all these guys in the horror groups are like, dude, we gotta check this out. Oh man, this game's pretty good. Oh wow, this game leaves you with more questions than the answers. Like it's interesting. <clears throat> so it seems like the game's got a positive buzz. Even though Metacritic wise it's a seventy, it seems like this game actually might be pretty cool. So I don't know, but I'm going to check it out eventually. Again, this is going to have to wait until after I'm done with uh, all of my stuff. But you got the Witch Queen that came out this week, too.
1: Right. And then I also forgot Pokemon Legends Arceus came out at the end of January. and Everybody's been eating that game yep. up, too. Um, yep. And then we also had um, the Rainbow Six Extraction game that we, we spoke about before that, uh, that came out last month as well. And that one's got some mixed reviews but it's it's a middle of the ground title. It's got a 71 on
3: Metacritic.
0: Yeah. Um so a few months back I mentioned that I picked up uh The Blood Rain and Blood Rain 2 um PS2 I guess remasters. Okay. Did you ever play those games on PS2? Mm-hmm. Blood Rain? Sure oh dude. Third person you know, action slasher games, you know, hacking slash games, uh very interesting. I remember loving them on PS2. I've been playing, the. I, I, I said been playing, I played them a little bit when they first came out to PS4, you know, and uh, I was like, oh, this is interesting. It plays like booty. I kind of don't, it, you know, you, you forgive a lot of how things play back in the day, but now when you play them currently, it's like, oh, this plays like crap. I didn't really love them, but one of the things that was frustrating was they removed the cheat codes, and I did a little bit of reading online at the time because I was like, oh, man, I remember there being cool cheat codes or whatever you can put in. Well, the cheat codes got removed from the game. Well, apparently they just put out an update and the cheat codes are back in. And it looks like they're getting PS5 versions as well. So that'd be cool. So I, I don't know if they're free upgrades, but that'd be cool to have multiple trivials for it. Um, Horizon Forbidden West came out. That one came out on the 18th. And again, waiting on that one until I am done. Have you checked out Cyberpunk since they did the uh, next-gen release and patched everything?
1: No, I should have, though. I have the disc version in my office. I started the game, and I got four hours into it. I actually what, I didn't have any problems when I started playing it, and for the most part, I was enjoying the storyline in the ga- in the gameplay.
0: Oh, that's pretty cool. Yeah, I haven't touched it, so uh, mine's still in the wrapper. On my backlog. Yeah, I don't know that that'll be a this year thing. Um, I keep getting uh, challenged to games, so I've got quite <laughs> a few games to check out. Uh, Sifu came out this month. That was another one that, that people out of all the podcasts have just been raving about how good it is. It's got it's an sitting, 80 on, yeah. on Metacritic. It's sitting at an 80. That's not bad. I hear it's very difficult, though.
1: Yeah, um, JT's been playing, it, I believe. Or no, I'm sorry, William.
2: Yeah, mister yeah, Mr. Yeah, Mr.
1: Yeah. Mr. Will's been playing it. I've seen him uh,
0: posting his, his stream streamy streams.
2: Yep, yep.
0: Shout out to him for doing that, man. I told him a long time ago, man, post your streams, dude. Maybe he will jump in. And so he's been yep. pretty consistent.
1: Oh, I did. I posted mine, and uh, MZ hopped in, and Tricky hopped in and said, what's up? There you go. And oh, even Joe came in and said, what's up?
0: Gotta do it, man. Gotta do it. Of course, Dying Light came out this month, but it came out um, seemingly bu- buggy. Uh, yeah. So that's a lot of people saying it. Did, so I've been playing the PS five. I've been playing the PS five and the PS four version like tangentially. Right. Cause I was sick the other week and I just sat in my chair and played Dying Light 2 on the PS four in my room. And I've had a little bit of audio issues like on my PS four, but that's it. I'm about five or six hours in on that version. I'm probably eight hours in on the PS five version now. Um, I haven't played it at all this week, but I played some last week. And I've had no no issues at all. But I'm also not playing co-op online yet. So that all, that could be um, part of it. I'm not sure. I know my brother, who's been playing on PC, said he's in, he's encountered a bunch of bugs. But, um, you know, again, he was playing in co-op, and so that's where he knows his. So, right. well, you yeah, Uncharted.
2: charted. The
0: uncharted um, collection came out. That looks pretty good.
1: It's it's just all the games. Yep. Not super duper excited about that, but um uh, yeah, I know you and I talked about. It. I did check Dying Light for for the second game coming out is still not on sale. And I can't buy just Dying Light like by itself um on on the Xbox store. Um so I'd have to pay like $50 for like the ultimate edition and I'm just I'm I ain't about that life right now.
0: Well, whenever you are about that life, it's totally worth it. That's fair. Tough. Um, But I did have an idea for you What's that?
1: So since we were talking about Metacritic reviews And reading some of the ones on Crossfire X And dogging on it um, How about we change it up a little bit How about each of us go on Metacritic We find, we pick one game that's supposed to be our favorite game And we read a couple of the worst reviews on it
2: I'm down with that
1: And I already know what you're going to pick Resident Evil 2
2: It's the loop Rose
0: Podcast we're going to talk about video games and mow your grass. Ludros podcast. We're going to talk about butts and slurp and.
1: This week's official topic, twat, 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 twat. we're just going to read a couple of Metacritic reviews on our favorite games. Which one are you going to pick there, Daryl?
0: <laughs> so I was uh, scrolling through, and um, I know you said you thought I would pick Resident Evil, but I am going to pick Max Payne 3. And what I decided to do is I'm just going to pick games that I've like been really into um, the past couple of years. So, not necessarily games that are. <laughs> um. My favorite. But even though this is one of my favorite games. Um, But but this one is like. This is like a 500 to 1,000 word uh, review. This person wrote. But Max Payne 3. Excuse me. So gave it a one. Do not buy. You will be angry. Honestly, I was screaming at my TV like an idiot. So if you're like me who gets easily frustrated. Do not buy. I've played all the GTAs, literally all of them. Red Dead Redemption enjoyed all the Rockstar games, except for some of the gay Tony missions due to the frustrating helicopter scenes. And that's what this game reminds me of. I played Max Payne 1 and never liked it due to the dark and grim atmosphere and always feeling alone, but I enjoy all the slow motion. This one is way less dark in nature. It's all sunny. It's all sunny as in this one. I don't know why I wrote it that way. Um, that would be a negative for some, but I really don't care. Reason why I bought the game was the high uh level of reviews in magazines. Um <laughs> I'm gonna skip through a lot of this stuff because this person goes on to just really do a deep review. Uh frustrated about can't not be able to skip the cross, uh the, the cutscenes. Uh frustrated about using the crosshair. Um, the frustrated about the difficulty spikes. Max shooting the ceiling for no reasons. Sometimes I would find myself wasting rounds by shooting up at the ceiling. I don't even know if I did that on purpose, but it would be nice if he just wouldn't shoot his weapon unless I told him to. Uh, Frustrated with the painkillers. I understand that Max Payne's a little trademark, but the health system is so outdated. Some might like it this way, but I personally disagree with it. Uh, (laughs) And then the next part of my review is the spoiler section. I'm not going to read the whole thing. I'm just going to read the beginning of it because it's really funny. That effing level with the APC shooting at you with a machine gun and all you have to do is grab a rocket launcher is the reason I'm giving this game such a low score. What the freaking heck were they thinking? It took me like 10 tries to figure it out. I dropped my controller and had to wait a day because I was so freaking angry. All that was in caps, by the way. The next day, I tried again and after dying like 12 times, I saw another rocket launcher in the left side. Could have been fixed by better lighting in the level so players can actually see it, Uh, (laughs) a-hole. Then them bad guys come out. I aim at them with the rocket, and guess what? Max idiot pain shoots into the concrete barrier and blows himself up. I was so freaking angry that I had to go punch a pillow in another room for five minutes away from my HDTV. Screw this game! Don't buy it. Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> when I when I read that he had to go punch a pillow, <laughs> that's a uh, yeah classic. Oh man, uh, I've never played Max Pantry. <laughs> so <laughs> I love that game, dude. That game is so good. That game is like the the soundtrack is amazing, gameplay is amazing, story is really good. I love Grumpy Old Max personally, but I will say this: uh, it's not for everybody. Um, <laughs> playing it now, you know, playing it back in 2013, like, oh crap, it was good. Um, and I don't remember if we decided we were reading negative reviews or positive reviews, <clears throat> but negative. Funny. I'm reading negative. <laughs> so you're you're up. All right. So my
1: favorite game of all time is uh, Halo Three. So uh di- we we dived into the metacritic reviews for this one and uh there's some there's some good ones. So uh the problem is Cortana is not really wearing clothes. I sold my game because of it. It is total <laughs> it is totally anti-god message. The aliens represent the covenant of God. Your character must kill this covenant. Totally anti-christian. And he gave it a 0 and that was the end of his review of the game. <laughs> 110 percent that is it and he and, and he did that in 2012 well well after this game is has, has released and come and gone and then there was a. that's amazing <laughs> the one right below it was pretty good it says, it says i was in game about to buy london 2012 and the helpful guy at the counter asked if i liked shooting games i told him yes i'm a big fan of cod so he recommended this game to me i thought i'd buy it as it was in the bargain bin and so within my budget Anyway, I got home, started playing, it. was bored of it in five minutes. Same stuff over and over. Very disappointing. Everybody driving around in overpowered vehicles, thinking they were something special. Anyways, to cut it short, this game doesn't live up to the standards set by games such as COD 4, Call of Duty Modern Warfare 2, Ghost Recon. Just stick to them. You will regret buying this.
0: Nice. Uh oh, yeah.
1: Just these people that just think they know what they're talking about.
0: So I got another one for a game that I am quite fond of. Now this game is universally panned, low Metacritic score across the book, across the board, I guess is better way to say it. Um, That is Duke Nukem Forever. Now I quite love the Duke Nukem franchise. I love the the humor. I love the uh, just the whole. I love everything about Duke Nukem. Most of the levels kind of suck major butthole, Uh, but Duke Nukem Forever was a, a really enjoyable game. I, I liked it a lot. Um, so there are no shortage of negative reviews when it comes to Duke Nukem Forever, but this one in particular um, stood out to me. You know, M four C H one writes and said, "This game have humor and dot dot dot. I can't think of anything else. This game is." All caps. Top one candidate on biggest disappointment of 2011. All caps. Don't buy this. It's a waste of money. Better get drunk and buy your girlfriend something nice. (laughs) 15 out of 21 users found that helpful. (laughs) It's better to get drunk and buy your girlfriend something nice.
1: I mean.
2: (laughs) Is he really wrong, though?
0: uh i mean it's not a great um game but i liked it like it's not a terrible game like it's definitely not as bad as people make it out to be but the game was you know in development hell for so long it was so overhyped and like the beginning of the game's pretty polished in the middle of the games things kind of fall apart there's some really jank levels um But, I mean, for the most part, I quite enjoyed it. When when I got it, I was like, I mean, I have the Collector's Edition with the statue and stuff, and I'm like, dude, this is pretty good. Uh,
2: So, you're up next. Oh, boy. So, uh, Doom, the 2016 edition.
1: It starts off, you're not old school. You're just old. While I loved the original Doom when I was a kid, the 2016 reboot failed to capture the excitement and glee I once felt. I lie. I was excited up to playing the game. Then it all went wrong. Sure, sure, it's slick. The graphics are gorgeous. Uh, and skyboxes and lighting is is great. But I felt like a moron while playing. It made me feel silly. It worked back then because we were all kids and a bit of naughty violence made us feel cool. But now... It's just embarrassing. People are saying it's the most violent game they've ever played. Is it? It's got a few cool glory kills, but after uh, I'd done about five, I was over it. The rest is Blood Mist with some Gibbs mixed in. Missions are basically arena style sections with key cards or basic objectives to find or complete. Worth trying it, this, uh, as this may be your thing, but I seriously recommend watching playthroughs or waiting for a 20 pound slash dollar price drop. One out of 14 users
2: found this helpful. There you go.
1: <clears throat> yeah, did you, hear did you hear him? You're not old school. You're just old, Daryl.
2: Happy <laughs> <Sweet>. birthday.
0: Thanks. <laughs> 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 uh. <laughs> All right. So <clears throat> I would say the next game in my list of things, games that are important to me, favorites. Everybody knows, if you listen to the show for any amount of time, Call of Duty Ghost. And I know, oh, you're rolling your eyes. But there's some people out there that have very important opinions of Call of Duty Ghost. And what they have to say is important. So I think we should share. Um, So the god of FRNDM writes and gives it a zero on PlayStation 3. Says it's absolute garbage. The game had me wanting to shoot myself. It's been the same gimmick since the first modern warfare came out, and it looks n- like nothing is ever going to change about that. So twelve out of nineteen users found that helpful. The game <laughs> had me wanting to shoot myself. Uh, <clears throat> I hope he didn't do it, but he didn't he didn't write anything else and he didn't end it with a period, sotum
1: tum green he might have done it. All right, so we got Super Mario Brothers three. Oh snap! That was a deep dive. Yeah, I was. Well, it's it's like the game that like got me into gaming in general. Uh, that was like the first game that I really played played a lot when I was a kid. Um, apart from nostalgia, can anyone give a good reason as to why this game is is uh, why this is a good game in 2017-2018? I didn't think so. Too hard took so long just to get through the first two worlds and that's with the guide
2: like what this man should not be
1: playing platformers if it took him that long with a guide to get through the first (laughs) two worlds of super mario brothers 3 i he had to
2: have been playing with his toes
1: oh my dear heavens um Having nostalgic yeah. memories doesn't mean this game is good. The controls are clunky. The bosses, besides Wendy, are boring and repetitive. There are some awful level designs, and some of the power-ups are useless. Now, this game has a, and th- this is the this is the Game Boy Advance version because the original one didn't have Metacritic store. It has a ninety-four.
2: Oh wow, that's pretty
0: good. When did so, they write that review? <clears throat> uh,
1: the those three were in two thousand six when they released it for. Uh, well, one of them was from 2018 and the other one was from 2003,
0: 2000. All right. Well, I'm going to change it up a little bit. And and this isn't one of my favorite games per se, but it's a game that I quite enjoyed. And I'm looking forward to the sequel. Uh, and I've got the, the, <laughs> the second game downloaded. Just have never played it. Now, I hear good things about the second one. The first one I enjoyed. Uh, that's Shadow Warrior. Um if you haven't played Shadow Warrior it's a first person um shooter slasher uh fast paced like Quake um humor like Duke Nukem but the the main character his name is Lo Wang he's like an Asian Duke Nukem and it's a it's a cool game and I bought it when it first came out on you know PS4 quite enjoyed the game <clears throat> and I just unfortunately I've never gotten around to part 2 I hear the humor's exceptional in part 2 so um, hijinks one 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 gives it a zero. Meh, lots of meh, too much meh for forty dollars. I need to add more characters to pad out this review. That's how meh, meh. One out of twenty-seven users found this helpful. <laughs> <laughs> I need more characters to pad out this review. That's how, man, man. When I first stumbled across that, I was like, oh, Tanner must have wrote this review. (laughs) (laughs) They literally told me nothing about the game. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, my gosh. I love Metacritic. (laughs) I I love going through this stuff. (laughs) People take time out of their day
2: to to write this crap. (laughs) Oh, yeah.
1: Uh, <clears throat> what you got next? Um, all right. So, the first game I played on PlayStation 3 was Saints Row the Third, and I found a review from 2011. James Fish 05, right? And it, this man made a list, he didn't write a review, he made a list of why the game was terrible. Dead, lifeless city, static objects everywhere, no story. Try hard humor. Terrible gun. Missions are activities. Endless spawning enemies from nowhere. Gimmicky boss enemies that aren't hard. Weapons. Sometimes inventive, but normally just shoot the bad guy and they die. With no skill involved or interesting gun. Um, Two player co-op. No multiplayer like Sansara 1 or Sansara 2. Boring as F most of the time. Low textures everywhere, abysmal sound and voice acting, hardly any clothes, crazy. Other Saints Row game you'd never think. Gang wars dumbed down, terrible radio choices. Bosses a generic, lackey with hardly any options. Uh, Fifteen day one DLCs, forty weeks of DLC, selling cheats as DLC, and it's such a shame. Twenty eleven was such a great year for gaming, and then this came along. Man, man, literally like bullet point list listed everything for us dang <laughs> he sat down and he was like i'm just gonna you know i'm, I'm gonna type out a list not even a review i'm gonna tell you every reason i think this game is terrible
0: Yep. um i didn't really find a good negative review for stranglehold uh but this is a game that just when you said favorites this always pops in my head did you ever play stranglehold
1: i did on the ps2 it was uh-huh. like what john john woo's stranglehold right with the yeah. guy on the cover that was like flying through the air, laying back, shooting Yeah, yep. yeah.
0: Um, I love John Woo movies, and I loved this game. I play this game on Xbox 360, and I beat it on Hardboiled, which is crazy hard. Uh, I read through several of the reviews, but none of them really like. I didn't think even really funny, um, but this one was was you know serviceable. Randy S gives it a zero. Bottom line, the story is hot, (laughs) but the game is the gameplay is whack. You should just get a John Woo movie and watch that face off on anyone. (laughs) Don't know what that means.
2: And no one found that helpful. Face off on anyone.
1: Mm, um, Hey, Daryl. Yeah. I'm going to face off on you right now.
0: I don't know what that means. I don't
1: either, but we're going to do it right now. Let's go. Ready? One, two,
0: three, go facing off. Here we go. So the bottom line is the story is hot, but the gameplay is whack. The story is (laughs) hot. I don't, I'll be honest. I don't remember the story in the game. I don't even know that I ever knew there was a story. The gameplay is why you play Stranglehold. You literally play that game. To slow-motion dive, shoot people, and you can land on dinner trays and carts, and they will roll while you shoot people, and it'll slow-motion shoot them in the nuts. Game is dope for that. All right, this is my last one
1: before we get out of here. All uh, right, so Resident Evil 7, the only one I finished. Um, Erost LS Lavon, L- Lavna wrote, A bastardized entry to Resident Evil. The canon makes absolutely no sense thanks to the Sentry. Wonky controls, enemies have two categories, unkillable or Marvel's Venom. Story is trash, and environment is dull and gross, just for the sake of it. Dang. That's an interesting comparison. Enemies are unkillable or Marvel's Venom. (laughs) What? What are you trying to say? (laughs) I
2: don't understand. Uh.
0: (laughs) Or Marvel's Venom. Yeah.
1: Very, that's a very interesting take on a, on a resident evil game.
0: Yeah. Yeah. So I, I, this one just came to my head again, not a favorite game, but like, I was just thinking about what I've played through recently. Achievement. Did you ever play wet? I did not.
1: You you just played that too recently, didn't you? Yeah. I
0: just played it recently. Not a great game. And the PS3 version of the game is not, it just doesn't run that well. Most of the reviews are pretty on par with, like, it being kind of trash. Um, so, Anonymous writes in, F the review. Ruby and the wet team get tense. Yeah, there's some really inexcusable glitchy stuff, but the story and the feel are incredible.
2: Two out of three people found that helpful.
0: And I gotta say, that's that's kind of right. You know, like <clears throat> if it wasn't for the platform and this game would be like phenomenal, like in concept execution wasn't great, but like, that's one of those games that kind of has so much style and so much like Quentin Tarantino, like charm. Like, I mean, I'm reading the user reviews and it's crazy. Like a lot of people feel the same way, you know,
2: like it seems like the platforming is obviously the, the big frustrating part, but uh, yeah. And a lot of people seem to really dig the game. So you said that was the last one that you had. Yep.
1: Okay. I ain't really got anything else crazy that, uh, that I can think of. Well, cause they didn't, they didn't really start doing Metacritic reviews until like after like PS, like they didn't start doing until after like PS one and stuff. So PS two original Xbox era. So Some of the other ones that I I kind of fell in love with would have been great, but didn't really didn't really have many.
2: All right. Well, then I'll save my
0: last one uh, for next time, (laughs) because I looked up a game that had 648 negative reviews. Oh, my. (laughs) So this is this is one I could probably sit there and pull a dozen really funny ones out of. Yeah, that's us, man. That's the uh, Loot Bros podcast. So, jeez, <clears throat> I'm sorry. I'm not trying to clear my throat all up in the microphone, but I'm dying over here. You're dying.
1: You're dying like every week now.
0: It's a thing. It's it's post COVID death. Yeah, dying a slow death. Um, but yeah, man, that's a uh, Loot Bros podcast. You're talking about games. You know, we got a lot of cool stuff coming up. There's gonna be a lot of cool co- games covered on the show here soon. Uh, I've got a handful of games I have to knock out for Patreon pledges. Obviously, I'm going to do something for Crossfire X. I've got something in the you know in the works uh, for Dead by Daylight with the kids. Once I finish Dying Light 2, you'll get a nice deep dive review on there. Um, next month we're gonna put, we're pushing it again just because everyone's schedules have been so jank. But we are gonna do um, Dark Pictures Anthology House of Ashes. I'm gonna I'm gonna take it back. We're not. I'm not committing to next month because who knows uh, where everyone's going to be next month. But uh, we definitely still have that one coming up. I'm going to have uh, the, the the boys on the show, my sons, and we're going to do a, a Uncharted review, the Uncharted movie. So Ooh. highly recommend seeing that. If you uh, it's it's definitely. I'm still thinking that's like my favorite video game movie, so
1: pretty crazy. Ooh, you know, I know what I know? We get to talk about soon. What's that? The Batman. Oh, I know, dude. That's coming out oh, soon. It's coming out this
0: this week. Yeah, I know. This this, fri- this Friday. It's crazy. Yeah, I'm going to try and go see it next weekend. Um outside of studying, that's the only. let me think. Let me think. Let me think. Okay, so I got The Batman and then the podcast. That's the only thing I got planned next week besides studying. So Hopefully, hopefully, all that will pan out. I hope it's good, man. I really don't want a crappy Batman movie.
1: Well, this is the first time like we're we're like the Riddler's being given the main main spotlight.
0: Yeah, like a real Riddler too, not like yeah, good Riddler.
1: Um, That was still a good Riddler.
0: Ugh. ugh, All right, we'll we'll get on that at a different time. Yeah, (laughs) I I just watched that a few a few weeks ago. Like. I, I had this conversation the other day. It's just like, go back and watch those movies, man. They are a little cringy. Um, but yeah, dude. So, Zach, I appreciate you coming on here, talking games. We got some big Always. stuff coming out. Uh, I'm hoping that we can knock out some of these new titles as well. Because, man, Horizon, Elden Ring. I, I don't know, man. I, I'm, I'm sure my boys would freaking love, or well, at least Noah for sure, I love Elden Ring.
1: Well, if they, it's it, it's a yeah, because it's a soulsborn game, and, the, and yep. that's what a lot of people need to understand. And no show Joe's been complaining about it not being easy. They're not supposed to be. Nope, exactly. Nope.
0: And then well, tri- the tri- tricky
1: tried giving him a win too.
0: Yeah, it's because tricky he sucks at games. though.
1: He's, he's trying to he's trying to convert our people. I don't appreciate. This. Oh, he's like a,
0: yeah, he's like he's he has been playing real nice lately. Yeah, you might be right. He might have me fooled.
1: Um, yep. Well, he's he did say, uh, like, allude to the fact that he was uh, he had multiple accounts. So who's <laughs> saying who's saying he didn't play spam is what he said.
0: Ah, yeah, yeah, yeah. So, um, but yeah, like that, that whole accessibility conversation, like I think it's really dumb because you're asking the creator to change his creation based on how you think it should be, and that's the same problem I had with censorship. You know, it's like let these people make their games. Not every game is for everybody, and the bigger the game gets, the more it requires for you to get good if you want to be a part of that. If not, like, like, you know, again, and maybe it ain't for you, and that's okay. A ten out of ten, out of ten, out of ten might still not be a Daryl game, right? But a four out of ten, that's got Daryl written all over it. So while everybody's out playing their Elden Rings, I'm going to stay up and play Crossfire X (laughs) because
1: I'm going to go finish uh, my wife and I started watching Lord of the Rings extended versions. She's never seen Lord of the Rings before. So
0: my my wife would never.
1: Oh, dude, four hour movies. We're we're literally about to watch. Oh, and then the third one's like five hours. So we're about to watch uh, three and uh, some change Snyder cuts.
2: There you go. Do it. Do it. You know,
0: there's no um, official uh, Metacritic score for Crossfire X on the story, and just in general, like there's a user score of a three point one, but there's like no like aggregated, you know, Metacritic I there,
1: score. I thought
0: there was. When I type in Crossfire X, it just
2: it, it says, it's, "Oh yeah, it says t- TBD. TBD, TBD still,"
1: but technically, it was released last year, so that's weird. Yeah. I don't know.
2: That's weird. So we'll, we'll write into a Metacritic and tell them to fix it.
3: Yep.
1: Or maybe we yep. can be the first critic review. We can get our critic license for Metacritic.
0: There you go. Let's or do we, it. Can, we can just, I, I've often thought about writing in as a user and just like making, trying to make the most absurd reviews possible so that I'm always You know, like, like every game that comes out, I just need to write something that's absolutely just absurd. It has nothing to do with the game and some random situation. I find myself in.
1: All right, buddy. Well, it was fun. Let's, uh, land this plane since we just, we always talk about random stuff for five minutes after the show.
0: Anyways, that's right. That's right. So thank you everybody for checking this show out. Thank you for being a part of our Patreon. Um, Thank you for subscribing to our YouTube. So if any of those things you haven't done yet, we, we highly recommend you check it out. Definitely check out the Patreon. There's extra content coming up for March. Check out the YouTube. Check out the Twitches, the Bearded Nerd, the Resident Daryl, Mr. TMNT84. Uh, Zach, thanks for coming on here. <clears throat> Excuse me. Talking shop. I'm getting ready to die. And we're out of here. Thanks again to everyone who checked out the Loot Bros podcast. Remember, you can check out all the things that we are a part of on our social medias. All that stuff will be in the bio of the show. Links to the various musical projects that I'm a part of. And I'm going to continue with the RPD uh, Resurrection Pending Death side project music that I've been dropping week after week in the show. Um, This next song is called The Jezebel Complex. And it's a song that I wrote, oh man, God. Long, long, long time ago. One of the first songs we did uh, in the little Ninja Loot hiatus. So this one is a fun one. Again, continuing on with the rap rock collaboration stuff. And uh, I hope you guys enjoy it. Let me know what you think. Let me know what you think about all the stuff that we've been putting out. We have gotten some feedback. Shout out to you guys who have written in and messaged me uh, about this stuff. Um, You know, I might actually throw this stuff together in like a playlist or something on YouTube or who knows, I might actually put it on spotify um if that's something you guys will be interested in let me know uh but definitely got a few more songs to go and this one is the jezebel complex